Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The unmaking of a college delves into the 2019 crisis at Hampshire College when students let a 75-day sit-in, the longest in American college history, at the new president's office to thwart her, her efforts to undermine and shut down one of the most experimenting colleges in the United States. Hampshire was founded 50 years ago and based on a, the seminal book, The Making of a College to Radically Reimagine Liberal Arts Education. And this is where the story takes a, a very distinct turn in that this attempt to essentially shut down this college for all kinds of different reasons and this, the reaction of the students to what happened is the heart and soul of the documentary film, The Unmaking of a College, and just a wonderful film. And we're joined today by the filmmaker joining us again. That would be Amy Goldstein. Amy was here for the uh, Kate Nash documentary, Kate Nash underestimate the girl. And I'm so glad to be able to welcome you back to Film School Radio. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me back. Uh, you really are, you really gravitate to underdog stories uh, uh, by those two films that were, were the one we're talking about and the one where you had, you did before with Kate Nash. This is an underdog story. What led you to this? What led you to have I mean, as an underdog, I'm drawn to other underdogs. <laughs> Just, you know, I can't stay away from them. I mean, how could you not try to help tell the story of these kids, you know, who are willing for 75 days to sleep on the floor of an office, you know, and try to have shared governance and try to be transparent and try to ask the same of the administration of their school and to fight so hard for their right to this education, you know, that they believe so strongly. I was very fortunate. I was showing Kate Nash in Massachusetts at the Salem Film Festival, which is the coolest film festival because I love filmmakers. And this was happening down the road. I will come out. I went to Hampshire College, which allowed me to have a certain amount of access and also appreciation because Hampshire is why I can make these movies because you're really on your own in Hampshire. You know, you design your own education. It's very similar to making a documentary. And it makes sense that Ken Burns went to Hampshire, you know, because you have to get a lot of people to care about and believe in whatever it is you're really passionate about. So Hampshire in the end is a really great place for young entrepreneurs, you know, and really interesting people end up having gone to Hampshire. It's a very little college in the middle of New England. And as I was at Salem, these kids were on day 70 of their sit-in. And some of the people I work with also went to Hampshire. They brought some equipment. They go, let's drive down the road and see how it's going. And the kids were really happy to see us. And we just started interviewing people while the sit-in was still happening. And that makes a big difference, right? Because people are really still emotionally invested. And we didn't just hang out with the students. We filmed with the faculty that were involved, what was happening to the staff who were all being let go, you know, in that emotion. There was uh, someone from the board of trustees who had just resigned in protest and he was willing to talk to us and tell us what was really happening. There's a young reporter who totally was embedded in following it. And he was helping narrate what had happened up to now. The kids, this is a film school, you know, uh, Hampshire for the five colleges. It's a consortium of colleges. 
Amherst, UMass, Smith, Mount Holyoke, and Hampshire. And Hampshire's the film school for the five schools. So the kids were shooting with Sony A7s. You know, that's what I was shooting with. So we got really great footage that they filmed for, you know, they filmed their most intimate moments. They filmed the meetings with the administration. They filmed the administration's communication with them. So 45% of the movie already was shot. Yes, it's a mess. And yes, you have to find the story. But they covered it, you know, and they did a really great job. And we did something no one in film school should ever do. And I said it to my crew when I did it. We took the footage they were shooting and we projected it on them as we interviewed them, which you should not do because you cannot undo it. You know, it's a huge commitment. Like all I heard was I went to film school was like, don't do things like that in camera. But it doesn't look great if you do it later. You know, it doesn't have the three dimensionality of it. So I took the risk and I did it. And it made the kids so much more emotional. You know, they were in that world, at, you know, that they had created. And we never regretted it. You still shouldn't do it. <laughs> you know, it makes it not feel like interviews. Right. You know, you're really deep in the world. And I, and I think that's really important. Um, I'm not a huge fan of interviews. I made a film about hula hooping. Everyone's hula hooping. Like no one's ever in a traditional, you know, interview situation. Um, and since I couldn't just get these kids to hula because it didn't make sense, I had to find another way to do it. Yeah. So I was there for the last five days and then the president resigned, you know, which was crazy. And they were like, how did you know? You know, how did you know to be here then? And I'm not going to say anything else and give anything else away. Yes, yes. But it's a great example of how you can make changes, how we all can, you know, use this, our bodies and our time you know, to demand for things to be different and to demand that we have an education, you know, and these kids really love the education they were getting at that school. I also went to the school for the same reason a lot of them did. If you learn differently and you don't, it's not through tests and memorization and grades that you're motivated, but it is to go deep and really learn about something and find a great way to share it. That school is for you. You know, and so a lot of kids with different kinds of challenges to learning go there because they get to design their own education. And in all my interviews, a lot of those kids. And so they could not let that school close because then what? And one of the kids who was filming had gone to a college that had closed. So this was his second college. Like he can't keep pursuing closing colleges. But at the same time, I want to say that even though the zeitgeist out there was like schools are closing everywhere, Hampshire was not one of those schools. And I think the administration got really influenced by that feeling that, oh, my God, schools are closing. What do we do? Instead of realizing that they were not in that situation. Um, and I know that sounds crazy, but we often are very influenced by what the world feels like. Yeah. And I think they were taken advantage of by an outside powers, which is what the film finally comes to learn. You know, what is was really behind this? And I think it's a deep dive in, in a kind of investigation and that we were very fortunate to have whistleblowers decide to come out and talk to us. Yeah. And things come out in the film that nobody knows. And I'm very proud to have finally found out what happened. Yeah. Right at the very beginning, the film when they were describing what what this was about, what Hampshire College was about, I thought I should have gone there. I'm dyslexic. I've just had a hard time in classrooms. When I was watching, I was thinking, 
this was where I was should have gone to school. And it's true yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a lot of kids. And it's not that you know, I had a lot of choices of schools. But when I found out about this one, it's like I could suddenly stop having to fight and start sit with the teacher and be like, could I show you in a different way that I've you know, learned all this is what I did in public school that I understand and learned it, but you know, not just memorize some stuff and take a test. You know, obviously the school is not for everybody. Not everybody wants to be independent. You know, for some people, a huge structure is great, but it saves the lives of some young people. And and it's been, you know, it's amazing who has gone there and what they've gone on to do. The new head of immigration for the New York City new mayor went to Hampshire. The new CEO of Amtrak went to Hampshire. He's obsessed with transportation. You know what I mean? That's he discovered it in Hampshire. He dived deep, you know, and now he's head of Amtrak. You know, the woman who created Prune Restaurant, who just changed the way restaurants are done, went to Hampshire. This is this teeny little school. You know, it's very small and it's just so refreshing. What I think these kids were fighting for is we were told we have a seat at the table that we have the right to. And so we want you to hear us. We think that we can navigate a different way to save the school. And they took it seriously. They were on the finance committee. They had a lot of insight. This was not just a protest. It was like, we can help find a path where we can remain independent. And they convinced enough of the board of the trustees that this would work. And I think more and more it's young people that are going to fight for education and make sure it stays around. And without it, you know, we will not have educated citizens and we'll lose our democracy, you know? So I think education really is important. And it, it obviously the school is not for everybody. The, the film, the point is not the school. It's what the kids did. Exactly. Well, and that's the other thing. This program broadcast out of a college radio station. Yes. So, and I'm around college, not as much because of COVID, but we used to just always go around a lot of students. And oftentimes there is a transactional element to being at college, certain college, certain people pick colleges for certain, I'll call them transactional reasons. If I can graduate from this college, I have increased the likelihood of me getting a better job on the outside. That doesn't, although I'm not saying you would not get a great education in Hampshire, that is probably not the prime motivator for people to go there. And as a result, it is a completely different culture. You can see it. You can just see it in the film. You can see just how engaged uh, the students are for reasons other than a transactional situation. And Ken Burns talks about that in the film. You know, you come for a transcendent experience. Right. You know, and and transcendent doesn't mean that you won't have a life that you envision. It actually probably means you have a better chance of that. Yeah. You know, that transactional things don't translate. Um, Malcolm Gladwell has written a lot that if you go to these the most prestigious schools and you're not in the top 20 percent, you're very unlikely to reach your goals. And so that maybe what we do want from school is transcendence, because then we can do anything. And we can do different things and we can try different things. Right. And we can be crazy enough to make a film about a bunch of students who do a 75-day sit-in. <laughs> right, right. The film is called The Unmaking of a College. We're joined today by the director of this wonderful, amazing film called um, Amy Goldstein. And I want to talk a little bit about the, by the way, the film is coming out in New York um, on February 11th and at the IFC Center 
and we'll be coming out here in Los Angeles at the Limley, couple of Limley theaters here in Los, Ange Los Angeles on February 18th. One will be the Monica in Santa Monica, as well as you said, the Pasadena, the Pasadena Playhouse, yes. Pasadena Playhouse, yeah. Lemley Theater. I want to go to the part of the film that we're talking about, you know, the situation we find ourselves in. They have a new president, Miriam Mim Nelson. She's come in and within literally within a few months, there is uh, this huge shift in the outlook for the, for the school, whether or not it's even going to be viable moving forward, and how that sort of, you mentioned it a little bit, but it sort of relates to a, a trend we're seeing in upper education across the country where smaller colleges are now being kind of swallowed up by bigger institutions. And that is kind of sort of a little bit of the, and it's an element in this story. Absolutely. So that is something I don't think a lot of people are even aware of that small colleges are essentially being cannibalized at this point. When did you hear about this? How did you, how did, did you know that part of the story before you went back to Hampshire? I mean, as, as the president started to announce that Hampshire would not have a new class, the headlines across everywhere was that 25% of colleges, you know, may either be assumed by a bigger school or close in the next 10 years. You know, those were the same headlines. They were everywhere. So yes, you know, I was very aware that liberal arts colleges were were suffering. A school had been closed down the street from Hampshire. You know, you know, it, it was covered all over the press, you know, how difficult it was for schools. And in part, you know, the Trump administration really withdrew a lot of funds for education. And also there was an attitude that, yeah, education may not be important. Betsy DeVal was taking apart schools. You know, if you don't have good schools, you know, you won't have good higher education. Yeah. So that's a big part of this. And it it triggers this reaction within the student body that we see in so many different ways in the film. One person you just mentioned who was an alumni, you, uh, who was in the film, talking about the importance that Hampshire College had on his career was Ken Burns. I got to believe that in, in terms of the profile of Hampshire College, I mean, he's probably been a fairly instrumental person in a call to arms, if you will, in, in, in this regard. Yes, absolutely. He, he came out very, when this started to happen, very actively saying, you know, that, that Hampshire was not in that position. It didn't need to fail and that he would back a fundraising campaign to save Hampshire, which he's still doing. Um, he just raised $5 million last week from an unknown source that had never heard of Hampshire College before, um, which is very unusual in colleges, you know, but just hearing about what kind of school it was and why it mattered, you know, meaning they were not an alum, they were not connected by the school. Right, right. Um, and, and the school has very successfully in this last year raised $30 million when its entire endowment was 50. So yeah, now it's yeah. 80, you know, so it, it really, it's going to survive, yeah, you know, yeah. and this could have happened instead of announcing there's not going to be a class. Well, that's part of the story in, yeah. in all of this, uh, an exploration into the how, what, when, where, why kind of part of the story, part of the film, you you explore this. And what you said something is very important, which is it didn't have to happen. It did not have to happen. But the, the, the actions of the administration, in particular, the president, Miriam Mim Nelson, was that it was inevitable. 
and that this yes. was the best way forward. Yes. And we get into there's there again, there's a lot of detective work that goes on in the film that we understand that that wasn't true ever, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was probably very, it is like a thriller. Yes. Because it's always very hard to figure out what's really going on underneath, you know, and that's what the students go through because the things that are constantly being announced, you know, and there's a lot of shock and awe to the announcements do not seem based on facts, which is sort of the world we live in a lot. And they and us are determined to find out what's behind it and, and how to shift the narrative. One last thing uh, I want to talk about are the students themselves. We've, you've talked about them extensively, but this, this, generation of of uh, young people, because I have been around them uh, extensively for the last many years. I've been at the at the station for now 20 years. So I've seen this is a group of people who, for better and worse, are inundated with information constantly. But one of the things that I have found, and one of the things that makes me hopeful is the ability to discern truth from fact is for many, not all, but for many, is uh, acute. They have a sense of it. They have a sense of what's what is real and what's not real. And their priorities, I think, and we see it in the film as well, is that we are reaching a point in in our development as a species to where these things matter and, and the ability to affect your own future, the ability to affect a future at all, is becoming critically important. And they sure seem to be the living embodiment of that. Absolutely. I couldn't say it better. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. And I, I really am depending on them to save me. Yes. And save us. Save us. <laughs> yes. Save, save. Yeah. And it looks like they might be able to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were so, in really good hands. Yeah. Um, I hope so. Yeah. Boy, what a, just again, uh, it was a rousing kind of film. It's a film that you are rooting you're engaged in in an act. You feel I did. I felt actively engaged in the success of these people in in this in this situation, and I I think that's a testament to your filmmaking. And thank I just, you. But so did I. That's why I had to make it. You know, they don't give you the choice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's wonderful. It really is great. I'm so happy I I got a chance to see the film and have this opportunity to talk with you about it. Um, the, again, the film is called The Unmaking of a College, and I, I can't wait to see your next film because I love Kate Nash. I underestimate the girl. I thought that was just a wonderful documentary about a very, very cool person. And um, once again, the film is called The Unmaking of a College, and we've been joined today by the director, Amy Goldstein. The film is opening up here in Los Angeles, on february 18th be looking for it great film you'll have a great time watching it gosh thank you amy absolutely thank you so much for what you do you've been listening to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films you can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com i'm your host mike kaspar Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music